This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined by my brother on the west side, Nando Vila. What's up, bro? Doing good, doing good. Excited to be on the pod, baby. Yes, yes. Let's let's pod it up. Um, so today's show, we're gonna keep we're gonna generally keep it light today. There's no major news outside of wars in Europe and <laughs> you know. Like just your typical craziness. Um, but I I did see a couple of funny ass news items that I wanted to talk to Nando specifically. One relating a real estate development in New York that I just find to be absolutely just comical, hysterical, <laughs> in, insane, every whatever. And then um, but first, man, I wanted to talk about this stuff that's going on with Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, you guys know Elon Musk, a.k.a. allegedly the world's richest man. He's allegedly worth $270 billion. He's the, you know, he's the founder, CEO of Tesla and SpaceX. And he's kind of a bit of a Twitter troll. And, you know, he's gone on Twitter to do stuff like drive up the price of Dogecoin, which we all know was a pump and dump. We've seen him do all kinds of ridiculous, crazy things. But the latest thing he's done is he's purchased a 14% stake in Twitter for $3 billion. Um, Initially, it was reported that he's going to join Twitter's board. But then there were like some stipulations that he had to like basically <laughs> behave in like a fiduciarily responsible manner. And so he backed out and there's all this like ridiculous back and forth. And he's threatening to buy more stock like he's threatening a hostile takeover, which just doesn't really seem like what he's actually trying to do. It's just all so weird, so stupid and so funny, like. These dudes are so bored 
They're yeah. so rich for no reason. I like I'm just confused by this whole story, Nando. Was if you had if you had one billion dollars, how much time would you spend on social media? <laughs> None. Like if you had one, just, yeah. Like I would be like I guess oh, perhaps yeah. I'd still be on Hinge and Raya. I guess theoretically, right, right, right. You'd definitely be on <laughs> definitely be on Raya. Uh, you know, or you'd or you'd get access to the one that they don't let you hear. Exactly. About, you know? like, yeah, yeah. Of course. But, theoritically, yeah, I'd but be that doing doesn't that, count. That's that doesn't it. Count. Yeah, that doesn't no, count. Maybe you, maybe you'll scroll Instagram every once in a while yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But like, will you be like responding to people on Twitter? You know, like for your bad that take on on the NBA or whatever. <laughs> You know, like, um, like, no, it's it. That's what's that's what's so crazy to me is like, if I had a billion dollars, I can think of so many, so much cool shit that I'd be doing all the time. Like, oh, it's a, today, it's a Tuesday. I'm gonna fly to uh, Paris and just, like and have like this incredible. I don't know, like, do sh- cool shit, not yeah, staring at my computer screen all day, uh, responding to Twitter eggs. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 just like a very indicative thing in our time that we live in this political reality in which we can be mere bystanders to the um the the battles that go on amongst the billionaire class you know what i mean like elon musk like decides oh shit like i'm gonna gonna i'm not even gonna blink and i'm gonna buy 10 percent of twitter and get on the board of directors and then just like you know make all these like changes that i want to do um and we could just be like yeah okay yeah this is like one of our most important public forums you know this is where like (laughs) political discussion happens this fucking weird ass billionaire could just like come in and just change it or do whatever the fuck he wants with it that's normal like that's our life that's our life these days i mean this from the article it's so funny he was like 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 the (laughs) the filing followed this is from the new york times Wait, no, no, sorry. It was he said that he wanted to take out the W, w in, in Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> and, and, and to make it because Mr. Musk leaned into that freedom after his decision was communicated to the company on Saturday morning. He proclaimed on Twitter that he was in quote goblin mode. Uh it suggested changes such as removing the W from the company's name to make it more vulgar and opening its San Francisco headquarters to shelter the homeless. He later deleted some of the posts. And it's good. It's good that our billionaires are just epic meme bros, you know? Like that's yeah. what it is. That's what that's the political reality we live in today. It's just it, it's just one of these weird things. And then you know, elsewhere in the article they explain like Twitter's been Twitter's right for this kind of thing. Like this couldn't happen at Facebook because uh, or Google because those founders Zuckerberg was like, "No, I'm always going to own 51% no matter what. Therefore, I will always be the god of this company. Like nothing will happen that I don't want to happen." Um that's just the way he's always structured it. But like and Twitter's been, you know, party to hostile takeovers you know, venture capitalist activism um, before, right? That's what got Jack Dorsey fired from his role as uh, chief executive officer, which like, what is he actually doing in that role? Would he actually be doing in this role these days, Nando? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, like, how does Twitter make any money? Like, I, like, I guess they have ads and stuff. Yeah, they like, got ads now. Like, they, their ad rev isn't. It's, it's the funniest thing, Nando. Like, you know, Google and Facebook make so much from ads. Like, it's, it's so ridiculous and astronomical that Twitter is making like a like billions in ads a year, and people are like, "Oh, this company's poor. It makes no money." Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it, it, it's just. Uh, I mean, the Elon Musk. I mean, I, I. You know, the other thing that reminded me of like just how weird our time is that Elon Musk has eighty-one million followers on Twitter, and I'm like, the the fandom of Elon Musk I find to be so mystifying. The people who are like, man, that guy is fucking cool. I love that guy. I, want I mean, he's done one thing. He's made cars with batteries in them that are pretty cool. Like, that's that's what he did. And, you know, and no disrespect, we've had remote control cars since I was a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy wasn't exactly reinventing the wheel here. But, no, yeah. it's like I think people are attracted to his personality, which makes it all the more weird. He's Yeah. He's a doofus. He's a weird, he's a weird doofus guy. Yeah, he like, I mean, also he's just like completely like incoherent. He has like, you see his like Twitter responses, and you're like, what the? F you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Anything? Yeah. Like, it's so weird that this guy is like the evil genius of our time. Um, is considered like this like rocket science genius, and like you you look at his tweets and you're like, this guy is an idiot. You know, like it's just, it's so bizarre to me that he is. That he's the guy that we all that owns all of us. You know what I mean? That <laughs> that we're that we're just fucking swimming. In, we're just living in the world that Elon Musk can create Again, whenever he wants. The, you know? the innovation and, was battery powered cars. Like it, 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 like I don't know. I did like the Tesla's thing. I keep saying it every time chance that I get. Like this shit is a scam. Like this this whole thing. We're going to find out, like, there is no space program. Like, nobody's going to Mars for real. This is all just an elaborate joke. And, you know, no different than what the, you know, with the WeWork shit and all of that. And they're going to make the Elon Musk TV show. It's going to air on Hulu, and we're all going to tune in like idiots. But, like, this is, it, I, I just think it's hilarious that this dude could just blow $3 billion on a troll. Like, that's yeah. crazy. I think what he was doing was, like, I can buy this shit. I can change your behaviors. Fuck you guys telling me how to tweet, threatening to close my account, blah, blah, blah. This is what I this is what I can do because I have access to this. Like three billion dollars, guys. It's nothing. It's nothing to this For guy. Him. Yeah. It's nothing. He he well, he just blows it on again, like a like literally a meme. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm always wondering what like why. You know, he could just do this. Like, why doesn't he just like buy the New York Times? Like, you you can imagine like the, the, like uh, <laughs> right. you know Elon Musk just buying the New York Times and being like, oh hey, now it's gonna be called the the Poop York Times. <laughs> you know, like whatever. You know, like, <laughs> and be like, isn't that awesome, dudes? Like, <laughs> and and by the way, there's nothing to stop him, and there's nobody no. that's gonna rein him in. And I we, I feel like we've talked about this in the past on this show. Like, our overlords used to be like better yeah. <laughs> like it's fucked they up is that a, civic, a civic a sense of civic responsibility that, that yeah really lost now right they yeah. understood the concept of a public trust and was just like no like those disgusting jews on the les we got to make them parks like those yeah. those ugh. I just can't stand the WAPs, but come on, we got to get them some jobs or something. Like, like they they had a sense that, like, yeah, this underclass, like, we got to do something for them. Like, yeah. they're so unrefined, and ugh, we got to try to elevate them at some point here. Yeah. Um, we'll fund but, a but library, these, you know, like, yes. you know, like, maybe some <laughs> museums, you know, right. so that these, the rabble can, like, you know. Give them some culture, ugh. 
yeah. Um, Elon Musk is just like, hey, dude, wouldn't it be cool if I, you know, like, I can't even do his stupid accent, but like, wouldn't it be cool if I just like, you know, called it Titter? <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's really it's really stupid. It's just something I want to talk about with you because it just so perfectly encapsulate just the weird ass times we're living through, specifically as it you know relates to the overlords. Because I think, man, th these guys every day expose themselves to be just some of the most ridiculous people. Like we talked about Schultz, you know, just uh, comparing. Uh, Star Starbucks employee benefits package to the blanket that his his forefathers um had to wear during the Holocaust in the concentration camp. It's the same like thing. this, same thing. This, this it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah clearly. <laughs> I mean, Literally. clearly, clearly, uh, <laughs> Starbucks is saving people from starvation and death. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's just crazy. Like the more these people expose themselves and how they really feel and just the contempt that they have for everybody who isn't basically them um it's, it's just it's ridiculous and it's pretty jarring to watch it play out but yeah i wanted to get this is really why i wanted to get to today man hello listener guess who's back it's me anthony mays your favorite butcher turned podcast producer and i'm here to talk to you about butcher box ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Um, so here's the deal. Usually when I do these ad reads, um, I've never really tried the product until they became sponsors, and then they give us samples, and I try them, and then I endorse them. Uh, I'm not trying to make it seem like it's fake. It's real. I've tried them and I like them, but it's not like I've ever used these things before they became sponsors. Today's a little different. Credit Karma. I'm telling you right now, I've used Credit Karma to fix my credit, to figure out what the problematic things on my credit report was, to pay those things off, uh, to get a loan in order to pay off some of those things, to apply for credit cards, to get credit cards I'll qualify for, to take care of them the right way, and then to make sure I level up. Credit Karma 
uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. I've done this, ladies and gentlemen, and it absolutely works. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free, and best of all, it won't affect your credit scores and can save you money. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. I am talking to you as someone who has fixed his credit using Credit Karma before they ever paid me to do this stuff right now. That's right. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. I don't know how I came across this article in Architectural Digest, Nando, but yeah. um, it's called Five Reasons the Affirmation Tower is New York's most exciting real estate project. And, you know, if you're listening to this show, you've been inundated with this sort of new agey type of speak that's big on the internet now affirmations and you know uh just saying your goals and and mood boards and all this new agey shit that's really popular amongst our cohort right nando um like you see this type of shit all the time so cheers my brother uh tell me i said what up so when i see when i see affirmation tower i'm like oh god what what is this what is this and i just want to read to you some of the highlights of this. This tower has been developed by a guy named Don Peebles. He's the chief operating officer at the Peebles Corporation. And um, he's one of the biggest real estate developers in New York City. He happens to be a black dude. Um, Whatever, you know, whatever you do, you do, you do with that information, which you will just know that like the, the, the developers and the real estate interests in New York are extremely powerful. They're pretty hegemonic at this point. Like what they want happens, what they yeah. say goes. So I just wanted to read to you, Nando, just a couple of the highlights uh, <laughs> from uh, the the quote unquote, the project that is the Affirmation Tower First, not only is the statue-esque mixed-use building developed, build, built, and funded by black and female-owned businesses, Nando, <laughs> but, but listen, this is the affirmation tower, but its tenants will be minority entrepreneurs with the uh. exceptions of, of course, this is my favorite part. With the exception of the local NAACP offices among Affirmation Tower's earliest tenants. So, <laughs> this is good. This is good, dude. This is good. This is what this show is made for. This is what this, this is why, why you and Mike started the show. Uh, that is good. That is good stuff. I did not. Okay, I gotta. I gotta admit, guys, I was a little busy today. I I did not prepare as much as I wanted. Yes, as much as yes. I typically do. And Waz just sent me this link, and I, and I was like, I I sorry, I didn't have much time to to prepare or anything. He's like, no, 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 better that you don't know what it is. Um, and yeah, you're you gonna love learn it. about it in real time. But woke real estate development 
was not <laughs> something that I was I was ready to process. <laughs> oh, it's like know, the like, wording is so perfect, right? Yeah. It's like it was developed by black and black people and women who are black, okay? Which again, like they they never want you to think of black people as being stratified by class. Like they never like media doesn't they just don't acknowledge it that there is a black poor and working class, there's a black middle class, upper middle class, there's a black elite. Yeah. Like uh, that's uh, that's just a fact. So when they say uh this building is built and funded by black and female owned businesses and its tenants are minority entrepreneurs. It's just, okay. This hyper elite dude who's basically owns assets. That's gotta be close to a billion dollars. No, no lie. You can look this dude up. He's basically a yeah. billionaire. Um, Again, and it's tenants are going to be black entrepreneurs. They don't say nothing about the pricing, how much it costs. Black elites make a bill a building that black elites get to live in. And you, if you aren't a black elite person, you should just be happy about it. It should just make you feel good that this exists yeah. at all. It's out there. It's you know, you yeah, it's it's out there. It's for you, kind of, but not really. The I love this. The, the, it was uh it was designed by Ghanaian British architect Sir David Ajaye. Ajay or Ajaye. <laughs> It's some fucking British dude who's knighted. Yes, yes. <laughs> fucking, but know, he's black, like, Nando. But he's, he's black. black. But so that know, should give like, that you should feel all the affirmations from knowing that black people are capable of architecture. I mean, what the fuck? Um, but, and it gets it gets better. I wanted to this this more to, to go. A project like Affirmation Tower is long overdue for New York City. This project will be a beacon of diversity for generations to come, says Peebles, um, says Peebles. Another quote from him. Again, like, just, just hear what this billionaire cocksucking black dude has to say. A project like the Affirmation Tower is long overdue for New York City. The project will be a beacon of diversity for generations to come. Like, what exactly is long overdue? Did rich black New Yorkers not have a place to stay before this? Yeah, I mean, this is just so sad to hear that because what's really like this is a, one of the funniest stories I've ever heard like in my entire life. Like this is just this is incredible that this exists. <laughs> I love it. But the 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 sad reality is that like this is what passes for a housing pot, like an inclusive quote unquote housing yeah. policy. Like mm -hmm. it used to be that you know you wanted to do public housing that was you know that that was built by the state and publicly owned and uh the rents were fixed by you know not with a profit motive in mind but with the 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 motive to house as to many house people, people. At a, house people at a at a decent rate and new york city like built a bunch of public housing more than most other cities in this country um yeah that's not that's out the window now now you just need the guy you know who's gonna hire the fucking knight who's a black guy, uh, right? And and the NAACP gonna, office is there, right? And, again, and staffed yeah. by a bunch of black elites again. Like we yeah. know this, and and Nando, like we know how this project happened. This dude was yeah. like, "Yo, y'all want to get in on this building? I'm a black face. I'm gonna put black pit faces all on it. We're not gonna worry have to worry about red tape because woke shit is getting rubber stamped." 
all the time. We're going to call it Affirmation Tower. This shit going to skyrocket and what it's worth, et cetera, et cetera. And boom, we did it. Like, we can just say we put black people in here. Black, rich-ass people in here. And again, in New York City, where we're just basically have run out of places to build, essentially, um, in New York City. And, you know, what we are building, we're building for the richest among us. You know, and again, like... It's not like black rich people don't have anywhere to live. Like they have all of these ghost towers on the west side that is but the only was, people that was, own was if they live in the rich like if they live in like the rich apartments in Tribeca or whatever, then they might get microaggressed by the rich white people. Oh know? yeah, somebody might ask them about their dreadlocks, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. And and then all the, the benefits of being rich just completely wash off of them, man, though, <laughs> yeah. because the minute you're microaggressed, yeah. like every other great thing about your life disappears. I want to keep going. People says this people of color and women make up a vast majority of the city's population. But that representation is not reflected in the current architectural and development landscape. It is all too rare. It is an all too rare opportunity for us to make the world's most iconic skyline more inclusive than it's ever been before. Like, what does that mean? How can you make the fucking skyline more inclusive? Like, this is like, literally meaningless. It's like literally meaningless. Like, 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 I don't know. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I love the idea of like that they're gonna do like the skyline, make it more inclusive, and it's gonna be like bro, you know a building bro. with like you know with like a Rastafari head, and then like another building Bruh, with, like a sombrero, you know, like another building with bro. like an Asian peasant hat, you know. Um, bro, yeah, we're not like, done. We're not it. done with the with the with the fun facts. You're gonna love this one. Out of respect for the two thousand nine hundred and ninety six people who lost their lives on one of New York's most tragic days, the team decided to make Affirmation Tower slightly shorter by spire height than One World Trade Center. A stunning tribute of remembrance and compassion. <laughs> a stunning tribute. This is a Dave Chappelle Dude, skit. This, this feels this like a Dave insane. Chappelle skit. This this definitely this feels like insane. a Dave Chappelle skit. I, I love the As idea you... of like a, a victim's family, like someone who's you know di family members of someone who died in nine eleven, being like, "Can you believe the black guys? They made a tower that's taller oh, than bigger than the tower. that's taller than the Freedom Tower." Yeah. Oh my oh, God! Man. Like this, like the tone deafness, the the, the just like. Bro, and this is why, like, the show is called Woke Bros. Like, this shit is so dumb. Like, when you just stop and think about it for two seconds, like, this is insanity. Um, this was this this was not so ridiculous tidbit. The project's partners um agreed that they give more than 30% of the construction work to minority and female contractors. That's nice. Actual, all right, 30% of the jobs. Going to minority-owned companies, female-owned companies, that's fine. Okay, that's actually seems like a benefit to people who aren't, you know, already part of the ruling class. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the best thing they can do is just like only do union, you know, like you know, if, like if they if the, right. the the janitors who clean the building, all that stuff, like that yeah. would be a more progressive, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, they're serious about the New York City being a melting pot of economic and cultural inclusion, especially when it comes to the sites that represent the city itself. And I want to present to you the very last, the very last um, uh, <laughs> tidbit from this article. This and this is truly the best for last, Nando. Um, it's an ode to black culture. The boxes are clad in floor-to-ceiling glass windows that sit within a milky white terrazzo facade whose shape mimics Afropics. A subtle trip. <laughs> Wait, what is that? What is that? I don't know what that is. I don't know black culture enough to understand what that is. An Afropics? What the fuck is that? Oh, like, oh, like it literally like a like an No way. No way. No way. No way! This is like this. Is, this reminds me of Dopey Menace to South Central while drinking your, you know, like. Nando, like, this like is that. in the pages of Architectural Digest, bro. Like, I, let me read this to you again. It's an ode to Black culture. The boxes are clad in floor-to-ceiling glass windows that sit within a milky white terrazzo facade, whose shape mimics Afropics. A subtle. Tribute to it's black culture. It's extremely culture. subtle. It's extremely subtle. It's like the most subtle thing I've ever seen. <laughs> people's, know, like... people's admitted that he sees himself in the shape as he carried such a pick around during his early days in New York throughout the 1970s, Nando. <laughs> the Afro pick is a subtle, like what? Like that is the least subtle thing I've ever heard in my life. That's like literally, that's what I'm saying. It's like oh, literally like out of like a, a, a parody movie, like a dope listen, device, uh, or something. Listen, this is all you need to know, Nando. If you're struggling in East New York, having trouble paying your rent, if you're having problems in Brownsville, putting food on the table, getting childcare for your kids, if you're having trouble in any of the, you know, 40 projects in Queens, whatever the case may be, just know that you can take the train to Manhattan, look at this new building <laughs> that the black elite gets to, that they've made an ode to themselves, yeah. and you get to feel affirmed by the affirmation tower, Nando. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it by the Afro pick tower? I want to, oh I think we're just going to call it the Afro pick tower. Like, this, like, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. And that's why we try to sort of highlight these things here on um on the show man because these things don't get presented to you like the, the, like the interests of this Don Peebles dude they do not align with rank and file black people like he has a material class interest and that's what he's interested in like he doesn't give a fuck about the lives of people who aren't part yeah. of his social and class strata like what the fuck like but again in media this dude he got a breakfast club interview which i didn't get to watch but i think i might hate watch at some point you here. gotta so, watch it we gotta do like a live we, we might gotta, have to do a gotta, live we might have yeah. to we might yeah. have to i might have yeah, yeah, i yeah. might have to I might watch this and do the same thing and like do the highlights of it so we can watch it yeah. together. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, like this dude is going to represent all of black America in every media space that he ever enters. And he's going to be like, nah, the, the path to, to greatness as a black person is, is, you know, pure and utter capitalism. Nothing else. Look, I did it. I'm doing it. I'm even making affirmation towers for other black people who made it. Like, what are you talking about? You know, it's just crazy. 
Oh man, it's too good. I'm so happy I didn't read any about anything about this before uh, I hopped on. That was Bruh, it's dude. it's insane. It's a roller coaster. And you know, again, like just so people understand and we talk about it all the time, like these are the cats that are gonna go on Joy Ann Reed's show and talk yeah. about the white privilege. Oh, Joy Ann Reed's gonna get an apartment there. Oh, 100 percent 100 percent 100 percent She gonna get she's gonna have at least one apartment there. Yeah, the penthouse. Yeah, yeah, um, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, dude, it, it's just I mean, I, we we talk about it all the time. It's kind of like the project of our show is that like, you know, we we want to we 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 I think we believe in our hearts in a sort of inclusive and tolerant worldview. But if you do if you genuinely believe in that, like if you genuinely care about other people, especially people who are different from yourself, you know, which is what the definition of tolerance is or, you know, any sort of the, it's that that instinct that you may have is being completely cynically warped by the power structure and weaponized against you to keep you down. Like this is just a way to obfuscate the real class differences that exist in our society. Like that's just plain and simple. Like that's what it is. Like it, it's to create the divisions around race rather than class. And that, which is not to say that racism doesn't exist. Of course, racism exists, but the way to overcome it is by fomenting class solidarity, not by fomenting racial division. Right. Um, like that, that's just, the, that's the easiest way to, 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 to counter racism. There's been tons of studies about it all over the place that, that, that show that, like class solidarity, when, when people who are different races look at each other and they're like, yo, th- we're, we, we're getting fucked by the same dude, you know, yeah. like we don't, we shouldn't hate each other. We should hate that dude. You know, nope. that's the guy that we should hate. That's what overcomes. And that shared struggle, the class struggle is what allows people to build bonds of solidarity beyond their own cultural, ethnic, or religious, or whatever, insert whatever thing um, into that. And these kinds of projects, the the sort of, for lack of a better term, woke projects, I mean, like, is a way to whitewash the evil murder button that, like, a real estate developer has to play. You know, like, a real estate developer wakes up every morning and presses the murder button. You know, like, and and so does the you know the CEO of Raytheon. Or you were asking me the other day, like, who is the black guy that Biden nominated from Raytheon to be the general, the Secretary of Defense? Like, oh yeah, Lloyd Austin. He wakes yeah. up and presses the murder button every day. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like the fact that they're a black guy doing it, like, means literally absolutely nothing. Like, it's nothing. just like it's not a it victory of anything. Doesn't yeah. make your life feel better that a black guy is the one who's fucking you over if you're black like in fact it makes it worse <laughs> the betrayal is even worse when it's the black guy doing it yeah it's the sam jackson character in django you know there you go um anyway that's our show for today make sure you read that article in architectural digest there's plenty more in there great stuff in there uh make sure you check out all the other counter dings offerings become a patreon at patreon.com backslash counter dings we're out of here peace Later.